Let the adventure begin with Chris Stinker Podcast. In the proverbial words of Alice Cooper, School's out for summer! Or it will soon be for many, many, many of our kids and our educators. And so this week we're talking about how to adjust when it is time for a summer break. Welcome to episode 50. I am your host, Chris Danker, and thanks for being with me this week for our chat. So I want to talk about this topic from two different lenses, and the first is from the teacher lens. Um, you know, I know that a lot of people really appreciate teachers. In fact, I was cracking up. I was watching a guy's TikTok, and he... Um, talked about going on his son's fourth grade field trip and he goes guys we we have got to really appreciate teachers i mean i knew my kid was bad but i wasn't expecting to be on a field trip with a bunch of other fourth graders who were also bad i just thought it was my kid and whoa and the and the teacher has to put up with this every single day whoa, he goes, I need to get my son's teacher a gift card to like Starbucks and then maybe another gift card to a local bar and gift cards that just don't run out because I appreciate them so much. Um, when somebody walks in our shoes or has kind of a day in our lives, it's like they gain a whole new appreciation for what teachers experience now. You know, I know he was exaggerating big time, but yet he, you know, had this, you know, aha moment of what um, teachers maybe do on a daily basis. And so speaking um, from the lens of a teacher, I know that a lot of times people say, well, you get three months off in the summer, blah, 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 blah. And mm, well, yes, we do get considerable time off, and I am so appreciative of that. That time a lot of, uh, is is a time for recharging. It's a time to hit the reset button, and yet I'm also kind of conflicted as a teacher because even though I'm ready for a break, there's a part of me that's going to miss my kids. You know, when when my uh, students. Um, go on summer break and I don't see them for a couple of months and they'll be moving on to to eighth grade. It's just kind of a, it'll be different. I will still see them in my building in the fall and I'll see them on occasion, but they will have grown up more. I won't see them every day. So I, I, there's a part of me that's going to kind of be, you know, obviously missing them. But it's a great time for me to reset and catch my breath. I uh, spend a lot of time um, it, doing some exploration on some side projects. Like I will work on my 300 hour yoga certification over the summer. We're planning on going on a couple of vacations. And it's also a great time to just for me doing more writing to believe it or not, still doing some schoolwork in looking back through our curriculum and figure out what was working well for our kids. What do we want to maybe uh, change around and improve so that we can come into the school year fresh and ready to go for our new batch of students in the fall, because that's what they deserve. They deserve teachers who are refreshed and ready to want to spend time with their with the kids. And so that's a lot of time, you know, from a teacher lens, 
That's how I know I spend my time over the summer. Secondly, I want to look at summer break through the second lens, and that is as a parent. And having raised two children, summers were always a transition because during the school year, there was definitely a, a fixed routine. Like you knew that your kids were in school from like eight until three, three thirty. If they weren't involved in a sport, they went to practice and maybe got home from practice between five and six. Then you had a meal, maybe you had an evening activity, whether it was a club sport, maybe a church activity, came home, got ready for bed. Depending on the age of your children, kids were in bed between nine and ten, high schoolers obviously later. But there was a there was a, there's a routine during the school year, and you get used to the ebb and flow of the routine, and you know exactly what's going to happen when. Yeah, you you complete everyone knows this. You completely throw that out the window for summer. And because summer is also busy, but it's a chaotic busy. You don't have the set routines that you have during the school year. And frankly, that can really be hard to get used to. So one just small piece of advice that if you don't already put things on a calendar, put them on a calendar. And I'm not saying simply to put them in your own planner. I know that uh, I'm being stereotypical here, but moms, a lot of times we're really good at putting things in a family calendar and we have our own just like notebook for putting down events and what what's going on. But I would also highly suggest that you do. I have on our refrigerator, even now, even though our kids are grown up, we have a magnetic calendar that is on our refrigerator. And I put up the entire month and different things that are going on. That is really helpful during the summer months because you can kind of keep track of what your what activities your kids have when they need to go to practice and and if you have older kids who are in high school and that can drive and if they're working when they work or if they can take a younger sibling to practice uh, if you're still at work and it's just really helps things if you can map it out and you can see it's kind of like um, command center for your family. So if you don't already have a calendar that you have that for all family members to see, I would highly, highly, highly um, encourage you to do so. Because again, it's the pace is different. Secondly, um, you want to keep things within reason. I think a lot of times we get into summer mode as parents and we feel like we need to do everything all at once. Like we need to, you know, have our kids involved in all of these activities and camps and we have to fit in, try to fit in uh, a vacation somewhere. And, you know, we have kids who are working and we have, you know, our, our kids that want to do all of these exploration kinds of things. And we need to keep it within reason. And yes, we want them to have all of these experiences because we want them to be curious. And if they're excited and they want to try something new, the summer is a great time for that. But also keep things within reason. And this ties back with having somewhat of a routine, making sure that you you make time for each other to do the simple things. For example, having a cookout and hanging out in the backyard playing uh, backyard games or uh, roasting marshmallows and making s'mores. Like, you know, as, as frenetic of a pace as that sometimes you can have in the summer, 
make time to just slow it down. Slow it down. And even if it's one or two nights a week, if you can squeeze that in, try to not have anything going on. And I know that's really hard to do, but try your best to do so because you will really appreciate those times that you can uh, slow the pace down throughout the summer. And, you know, the first, the third thing that I want to suggest is to as much as possible, still build in a routine. I know it's easy to say that, hey, I'm just going to let my kids sleep as long as they want to in the mornings. But just speaking from experience, still having a routine. Yes, letting your kids sleep in is great. But when they get up, still establishing some kind of, if they have um, different chores that they're responsible for during the school year, obviously, yes, they're still responsible for those during the summer. Having some time, taking having them take time to read or to go to the park or to, you know, help someone else, else out in the neighborhood, just building some things so that they have a routine where maybe if your kids are old enough, they rotate around who makes lunch each day that would be great or rotating different chores like laundry, doing dishes, putting dishes away from the dishwasher, um, you know, mowing the lawn. Those are different things that can still be incorporated into a routine that are obviously different from the school year. And last but not least, again, making time intentional with your family planning some day trips. A lot of times we think summer is, oh, we've got to go on these big, long trips, and then you get back and you're more exhausted than when you left. And it was more stressful than you wanted it to be. Um, just take do some staycation things. You know, look at what's going on in your community. There are a lot of resources that you can look at um, in, you know, different aspects of social media, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, of events that are going on in your community that you can just take advantage of. They don't have to be day-long activities. They can, you know, be an hour or two that you can just do some things together that are free or very low cost, and you don't feel more stressed out than you did before you got going when you were supposed to feel relaxed. So again, you know, if you're a teacher, I hope this summer allows you the opportunity to rest and recharge and hit that reset button. And if you're a parent heading into summer, um, hopefully you've picked up some nuggets here that might be helpful for you to go into the summer with uh, maybe a little less chaos when it's a chaotic schedule. Um, because summer is meant to be a time of spending more time together, being more intentional with each other, and enjoying each other. Thanks for listening this week. I can't believe that uh, I've hit the 50 episode mark. I'm so thankful and grateful to anyone who, again, listens, who spreads the word, who says that, hey, this podcast is something that I think you would enjoy. I really, really deeply appreciate you, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. I hope you're having an awesome week. Let your adventure begin. Peace. Peace.